0: I'm emotionally unstable. Do it again. <laughs> Hi, I'm emotionally unstable. And I need to go to therapy. And, and we're, we're the Jane Doe's. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of Jane Doe. What up, (laughs) whores? We missed you
1: (laughs) so much. We're doing this very late because I am, it's like I'm in school again and I never do things on time. So I I wasn't done researching on the day that I was,
0: we were supposed to record. So (laughs) I think, I think people do their best work late at night.
1: Under pressure, baby. Late at night. Oh, for sure. I don't start like coming alive until at least 7 p.m.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good time. In college, that's when I I did all my work in bed at night. I would say was able like I was a little night owl, stayed up mm-hmm. super late. Um, have you seen all the shit going on with Kanye? Oh God, <laughs> dude,
1: don't get me started with Kanye. He's I, such a fucking weirdo.
0: I thought it was funny at first, but then recently, it's not funny. I've been like, this is kind of like
1: it's scary.
0: Someone needs to help him. Like, it's not. It's well, not it's good. like he's
1: like off the meds, yeah. and then it's just he's like being a crazy ex mm-hmm. and poor Kim like
0: I know and her poor kids like you have to think and about and like, her kids. children oh
1: my god can I, you imagine him, like kids. seeing he like posts pictures of their messages and shit I know every day that you go on his Instagram it's totally it's weird. completely yeah, different it's totally different
0: <laughs> that's why I've tried to keep up with it but I can't I literally Dude, can't I've
1: seen so many funny just like skits on TikTok of people like pretending to be yes the memes are so fucking funny oh my god it's like it's funny but it's also it's like, also like he like hates Kid Cudi now Oh, did you
0: see that yeah shit? i saw that <laughs> oh my god like
1: kid respond? Cud- kid responded like, he's like bro i don't want to be on your album like, anyway I'm good. like
0: i'm i don't need this like i've got enough clout i don't need like you. in
1: fact you will bring down my clout because yeah. you're crazy well
0: he keeps saying like don't do is only gonna be released on my app so you have to download it i'm like nobody cares that much it's probably like, gonna install a virus on my yeah, phone like, i'm not no, doing that i'm good like you, i'll just no thanks i am gucci on that pa- sir I'll pass thanks but no thanks <laughs> thanks but no thanks
1: how was your uh, weekend, Meg?
0: Uh, it was great. If you're ever in Arizona, definitely go to Flagstaff. Totally different vibes, different vibes from Phoenix, and I highly recommend it. Lots of cool places. We were, I didn't tell you, but we went to like this little winery that was I think it's called F L G Terrier. If you ever go to Flagstaff, but it's like it's it's in those old buildings downtown, and it's on the second floor, and you can like overlook the little Flagstaff. I've never City. been to Flagstaff, so oh my, if you've ever gone to like a little quaint like downtown like really cute vibes but like Mm -hmm. chill it's totally like that and it's like historic but it's still like big it's a pretty like medium-sized city and it's growing yeah i don't know it
1: looks really yeah no it looks really pretty
0: and then uh arizona snowball was not packed at all so if you like skiing i feel like that's a great place to learn snowball the like ski resort
1: Oh, that's what it's called? Yeah. I was like, you went to a snow competition? No, I went to a snowball, and I
0: literally just snowed up and down. You know what I'm picturing is just like
1: a professional snowball fight.
0: (laughs) Is that a thing? Because they so should I make that a first thing. First place in
1: my professional snowball fight this Dude, weekend. they have professional everything, everything, so why not snowball fight fights? That's
0: true. Honestly, they should add that to
1: the Olympics. Did I just invent something? Petition to add professional <laughs> TM snowball. or whatever. I trademarked that. We copyrighted that. <laughs> so, but if, this is but, a verbal agreement with the wait, have you ever Snow received- Foundation when i was little okay i used to go skiing and my friend jasmine was like so she was really good at all the Mm -hmm. alternative sports like skiing and like mountain biking and all this stuff and i was good at like traditional sports like basketball and whatnot like indoor team sports but she would always like i would always try and do them with her and so i think the last time i went skiing she like convinced me to join this ski race with her (laughs) And I had to get like help down the mountain because I wasn't very good, oh my god. <laughs> and I was like traumatized. So I think I just stopped yeah. skiing altogether. If you were, like
0: a traumatized ski like event at a young age, that'll do it. Oh yeah, that'll yeah. Do I was
1: like, it. I'm done. We went to Whistler like, I to when this. I was really young, which is in Canada. It's like oh, a really shit. like yeah. awesome ski place, I yeah. guess. But like, she like left me on the top of a mountain because nope. she was so good. Yeah, but she's like, Bye. And she's like later, and I was like, oh my god, she, I'm gonna fu- I'm gonna shredded. die.
0: She shredded the But when
1: I was a freshman in high school, I tried snowboarding. I and with hard. my boyfriend at the time, and he was really good, and he yeah. just left, left me. You as well. And I was like, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done like, you with still sports. I, I could give
0: my whole go my whole life and not <laughs> like, do this anymore. I'm not being fine. left on top of a mountain like, anymore. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm done with this shit. Well, especially when they put the... Because that's what we did. We didn't ski or anything, because... Surgeon doesn't ski. So I was like, let's just go You get- can't break his little hands. That's what he said. He was like, I don't wanna fuck up my career. And I was like, I don't give a shit about your no, I'm just kidding. Fuck your career, fuck let's your, go skiing. Fuck your career, let's shed the shred the gnar. Oh my god. Shred the gnar or die, bitch. Like, fuck so all got- your years of
1: schooling, like you're done.
0: I was like, but we're we can- done. You're you're done. But like we could get drinks and go skiing. We don't have to just see, get drinks. I would have to
1: be shit faced and I'm only it's going on the bunny hill.
0: It's a bunny hill's fine though. Like I because, would that's yeah. hella fun too if you're uh, I hope like no one gets mad at me. You're not supposed to ski and drink, but everyone what? does so.
1: I'm also not gonna wear a helmet. Like shut up.
0: Wait, you might sh- you should wear a
1: helmet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it.
0: Like nah I'm good. I'm
1: gonna get drunk and not wear a helmet. Just <laughs> like, see where the wind takes me.
0: Our, baby. <laughs> I'm doing it for real. Macy, how was your weekend.
1: Um, guess what I did?
0: What did you do? I have no idea.
1: I stayed inside.
0: Claps for Macy. I yeah. left my
1: apartment. Wow. Like, never. I don't think I left my apartment. I hate.
0: I'll do that sometimes on weekends. I like, walked not outside leave.
1: onto my balcony. Yeah. I yeah. Contemplated jumping but, like, off. I'm <laughs> just
0: kidding. <laughs> Just thought about jumping, decided nah. Decided nah.
1: You know, Maybe I want to record it. this podcast tomorrow. So. Yeah, you're like I gotta wait. No, last night I was still like doing my finishing touches on this case. So um.
0: I'm so excited, Macy. So if I don't me, kill it, like then just fuck me literally up. just bully don't.
1: Me. You guys have a right to stop listening, honestly.
0: Hashtag bully me. <laughs> Hashtag
1: <laughs> rip me a new one.
0: But no, I'm super excited about this case. Take it away, me. Are you guys
1: ready? Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> oh I'm doing it every case.
0: <laughs>
1: In case you guys don't know what that is, it's our um. That's our theme song. Our theme song. God, <laughs> I can't even think of what that is. I don't think
0: that's technically called a theme song. What is it called? <laughs> it's our intro music. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Are you, re- are ready. you ready,
1: kids? <laughs> 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 okay, so today I'm doing Todd Cole Hep. God damn it. Today I'm doing Todd Coleheb. Who gives
0: a shit about that And he's
1: kind of known as the Amazon review killer.
0: I'm so excited. I love, I'm so, uh, just a quick, I love a new case. I love an old case, but I well, love a new case. I think
1: you've heard this before, but you don't, don't remember it because no one really talks about the Amazon part because it is a very small part of this, <laughs> but it's but, interesting as shit. Yeah. Like, it's just so interesting. Oh, Guess how insane. I found this case how TikTok baby bing bong bing bong it's my number one source of anything if you if i ever said i read an article i watched tiktok i didn't read an article i watched tiktok if i said i watched the news i watched tiktok <laughs> tiktok
0: tiktok TikTok. that's what i get i mean it's a credible source yeah
1: everyone on there is like trying you found to teach this you case something. on there yeah
0: so that proves it that's all i, I, I hope i did
1: better than the three minute tiktok
0: <laughs> <laughs> that i watched but we'll fucking see Alrighty. righty Strap in.
1: Strap in, ladies in. and gents.
0: What, what do they say before you ride a roller coaster? Please keep your hands and feet inside the ride at all times.
1: <laughs> it's been so long since it's I've been on a roller bumpy. coaster. This shit is going to get bumpy. Oh, I'm ready. Because um, it just, like, I'm going to stumble through it bump as, me up, as baby. usual, baby.
0: Bump me up, baby. Let's fucking go. All right. You
1: guys ready to take a bump of this? I'm
0: ready. <laughs> you, you got a key? <laughs> keep it in. Keep it in. Let's reel that in. Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, so August 31st, 2016, in Woodruff, South Carolina, Kayla Brown and her boyfriend, Charlie David Carver, seemingly vanish. So the couple was supposed to to have dinner with Kayla's friend, Lindsay Mason, uh, but they never made it. And this dinner was for Lindsay to meet Charlie for the first time, because they were like a new couple that just moved in together and stuff. So it was like a pretty big deal. So it was very weird for her to just cancel, you know, with like no word. Yeah. A few days later, in early September, there was still no word from the couple. When the family went to Kayla and Charlie's home, they found the door unlocked and their Pomeranian was inside, left with no food or water, and had, you know, clearly not been let out in a while. (laughs) Rewind, baby! Okay, so Kayla's friend, Leah Miller, she mentioned to police that she had worked for, that um, Kayla had worked for a man named Todd Colehelp. Um, cleaning his properties and Kayla had a job lined up with Todd right before they disappeared weird Hmm. so police speak with Charlie's ex-wife Nicole after they hear that she was taking Charlie's computer from his home like right after he went missing
0: the ex-wife was yes okay
1: weird so she tells police that she looked at Charlie's laptop she didn't really tell them why she took it but she looked at his laptop and she believed that they were on uh, vacation in Myrtle Beach on meth she believed that they were on masse in Myrtle Beach. I know
0: that's where my head went, but I was like, oh, they were... All, I mean, I don't know much about meth.
1: Myrtle Beach, but maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: In early October, mysterious posts began appearing on Charlie's Facebook page. The first post stated that he and Kayla had gotten married, which is weird because he wasn't even, like, I think he wasn't even fully divorced from his ex-wife. Okay. I think they were, like, officially separated. I'm not sure, but it just was weird. Yeah. Another post said, if I weren't crazy, I'd be insane. Random. And this one's weird. So an old photo of them is posted along with the caption, we are fine. (laughs) Uh,
0: But it was quickly deleted.
1: So what do you think about that? Do you think they're fine? Did
0: Kanye get a hold of their, their <laughs> Facebook account? Literally, it's like Kanye, give, the, give those passwords back. Like, dude, come up with a little no, more creativity. Yeah, like, I was gonna say um, I'm
1: about to post a picture I tomorrow. I am fine. <laughs> and see if anyone's like,
0: what? And it's just gonna be a selfie of you, like, straight on, like a passport I mean, like, photo. Like, like,
1: it's gonna be so creepy. Like, you can't
0: even smile. You're kind of half smiling because they won't let you show teeth. Yeah, I'm password.
1: like looking behind the camera. <laughs> I am fine.
0: Like, period.
1: So this went on for months while friends and family were desperately like commenting on these posts like where are you guys like, can, can and like pick like, up your phone yeah like, and they like, <laughs> kept saying the, whoever it was kept saying we're fine we're fine and they're like we're not gonna believe you until we speak to one of you yeah. like on the phone of course and so it turns out that all of these posts had been created on the same day in october and they were just scheduled to post out later they got um, that app yeah something like that <laughs> planoli <fucking social> <laughs>
0: Goddamn. damn um, sweet baby
1: but all of this time that Charlie's account had been active, Kayla's Facebook had remained inactive okay. since August 27th, and that was before they went missing. That almost so. seems
0: like a little bit sketchy.
1: I would, you know, I think uh, so. I
0: don't know, though. Just a little. Who, do, who what do I know? I'm just an innocent bystander. Yeah.
1: Um, there was also this post with the final lines from the, hot- the song Hotel California. I and it says song. this. Yeah, but it's so creepy. Okay, it says Last thing I remember, I was running for the door. I had to find the passage back to the place I was before. Relax, said the nightman. We are programmed to receive. You can check out anytime, but you can never leave.
0: <laughs> That's ominous. Like, fuck. who the fuck would. <laughs> that's too i'm fine ominous. but here's
1: like some really creepy quotes from i love that song though
0: i do love the song but like but if we lived if anywhere, i ever post
1: that I, you guys i got kidnapped for sure
0: like i wouldn't post that like so i'm like, not okay so like someone help Police began to
1: suspect that Nicole is obviously behind these strange posts you don't because think... she literally took his fucking laptop. Oh, you don't say. Um, they also find out that she had posed as an investigator to Charlie's cell phone provider in order to get his phone records. So what? Yeah. How, okay. So she's just wilding over Pause, there.
0: Really quick, have you have you ever heard the um? casey anthony case where like she was like oh yeah i worked at walt disney and she like walks them through the office like literally like walks in you need a badge and the guy was like no she doesn't work here and she's like no i work here the guy lets her through she walks all the it's way all about confidence baby she walks says <laughs> hi to people is like oh hey karen like says walks to offices these the investigators are right behind her and then she gets to the end she turns around she's like yeah i don't work here and it's like it's all people about like confidence this, like how do you they're probably so what? good in
1: interviews. I'm <laughs> like, jealous.
0: See? I, I am yeah. forever amazed by these types of people in a bad way, but... Yeah, like, y'all are fucked. Y'all are wildin'. Fucked in the head. Y'all wildin'.
1: So, she is charged for impersonating an officer and obviously found guilty. She's fined $2,000 and placed on probation, but she is not formally charged with anything else involving the couples of disappearance. Basically, I don't know what... I So, she was kind of messaging family members, like, asking for money, so I think, like... That was her end game in terms of posting. Okay. Like she saw an opportunity with them going missing, yeah. and then just like was like, "Let me try and get money out of so his I'm family." Just gonna
0: scam you while I'm at it. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, just basically she's a scammer. She's but... She's a piece of shit. She's a piece of
1: shit, but um, she's not involved in the disappearance, All right. supposedly. So she's just. She that the fucking opportunity idiot. to be a piece of shit and took it yeah Got i can it. see why they were exes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so police finally tracked kayla's cell phone records to the town of woodruff south carolina they had been hearing rumors this is, these are weird rumors to hear but um that the couple was dead and buried on a 95 acre property in woodruff and so they knew that kayla's like last known job was supposedly in that area yeah. um so they're like okay this is Dude, Sounds like a solid... I know. Can you imagine just like hearing also, a rumor? Oh, I heard... There's a couple me. just like dead on this 95.
0: So, so anyway, what are, what are you
1: eating for breakfast? Yeah, so like my How's friend told me
0: last week that there's a couple dead in the middle of the woods. How crazy is that? Do you how was, was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, how does that just
1: I, like become a rumor?
0: Shit, I can't. It's, it's
1: strange. So they called the local sheriff's office and asked how many 95 acre properties there were in the area. And they were told there was only one. And it was owned by a local real estate agent named Todd Cohelp, um, The same man Kayla had been in contact with before she disappeared. So solid lead there.
0: Yes. I see um, a connection. I, you know, I do too. I think there's a connection here. <laughs> Let's chase it.
1: So he owned that 95 acre property and he also had like his main residence, like where he lived, like his house, but he had this other property too. That feels
0: like law abiding citizen-esque.
1: Yeah, Yeah. like yeah. What do what do you need that much land for if you're not even gonna live on it? Five
0: different properties in specific locations. It's super
1: strange. So they got a warrant for both of his residences, and they had separate teams going to both. So one went to his house, and they did it at the same time.
0: Love. Um, So
1: they obviously did it so that he wouldn't catch wind that they were, you know, gonna search his other one. Like no time for him to like whatever. One team was searching the 95 acre property, and one team was with Todd at his home. The team that was searching the property find a two-story garage that is basically empty all that's inside is a bed with like chains attached Ew. like from the ceiling just super shut weird shut the
0: fuck up nothing like, good chains are from the ceiling not the bed
1: the bed is on the floor but there's like chains like basically yeah they're like on the walls and the ceiling what? like it's it's super weird um that's fucking that can't be used for anything no. good i wouldn't think no. so they see they go inside they see that so They start hearing noises outside the garage. And as they search further, they see this, like, giant shipping container. And the noises keep getting louder and louder as they approach. So, an officer walks up to it and knocks on, like, back on the shipping container. And they start hearing a woman screaming inside. Shut
0: the fuck up. So, the container
1: is locked with, like, five or six padlocks. So, they have to, you know, pry those off and cut them off and everything. Um, Once they get the door opened, the inside is completely pitch black and they cannot see anything but as they move towards the back they find Kayla Brown she's sitting on a mattress with her neck and ankles chained like a dog
0: oh my fucking god
1: so now we're gonna take a step back oh Oh. and we're gonna talk
0: about Todd switch it up on me will you we're gonna be like who
1: is Todd and why does he have this lady chained up in his fucking shipping container fucked yeah no he's
0: Todd you are fucked
1: Todd was fucked from the very beginning. Todd was born March 7th, 1971 in Boo. Florida. Uh, but he was raised in South Carolina and Georgia. He was an only child. So yeah. do, with, do whatever you want with that information. i take
0: that and keep it in my back fucking pocket.
1: Exactly. So his parents divorced when he was two and his mother got full custody and married a man the following year. Both his parents agreed that he showed signs of aggression from an early age. He was known to be cruel to animals, red flag, and to other children. Wow. <laughs> like, throw the whole kid away. Get a new one. <laughs> like you that, don't need it. At
0: that point, that's when you got to drop the kid off at the church. Yeah, that guy's... You got to let them... You got to let God handle it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're with God now. <laughs> this kid needs a fucking exorcism. Hold on. <laughs> God damn. I'm not above an exorcism, okay?
0: Baby exorcism, baby, get it going.
1: So every popping. single thing that I listened to, they always made sure to like bring up this point. So I'm going to bring it up. So I, don't I don't feel bad for him. No, no, not you, at you all. won't. But at one point he wanted a gerbil and his mother was like, no, like you're mean to animals. Why the fuck would I buy you a gerbil? So he retaliated by um, killing his goldfish with bleach. <laughs> he just drowned it in bleach.
0: He's like, what? take that
1: mom. Now, can I have one?
0: I was gonna say, like, what statement are you trying to make, sir? That, all That's, that would tell me is, like, wow, I made the right decision. Getting, yeah, you're definitely not getting a gerbil. Now, you're
1: definitely not getting a gerbil. Wow, so, thank like, you. okay,
0: thank you. That just solidified that. Yeah, he
1: also once locked a boy away in the dog cage. <laughs> oh my
0: god, <laughs> again, what do you do? Like, honestly, what okay, pause. What would you do with your kid? If-
1: I'm scared to have a boy because if they start Same. even like, even if they hit another kid, which I know is like kind yeah. of normal, like just being but, like a normal kid, I'd be like, oh. Oh no oh no oh no oh, we you are showing signs
0: yeah that's no good are f-
1: i want fucked. women only no offense to her our- hey we might be bitches to each other but none of us are murdering each other that's true all right
0: it's like how if ukraine and russia are go- like going to war right now and i looked it up because i was like jesus
1: oh. i do not watch well, the news i wanted wow. to know
0: i don't either surgeon told me about it so i looked it up <laughs> and i wanted to know why because i was like oh shit some shit must be going down like i someone must have done something bad and now putin just wants like apparently these nations in europe they used to have and yada 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 and putin just wants Putin's to just like exercise his control and bitch. wants him back and i'm like wow we can't, really can't, no givesy
1: elves. backsies
0: <laughs> <laughs> no t- <laughs> no takesy backsies <laughs> did you ever go to fucking preschool putin but like can you ever imagine a woman doing that no because we're not psychotic like, i just maybe catherine knight but like that's it like really Oh, um, go on. So sorry.
1: at the age of nine, Todd was sent to a behavior evaluation center in Georgia. Love that. You know, as Good. he should have been. They probably I should have sent could, him actually, like at two. I'm
0: quite surprised that he was. So yeah, I know. To that. It didn't
1: help. So <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: during, <that>
1: <laughs> during his early sessions, the therapist described him as intelligent, but he had low self-esteem, antisocial personality characteristics, and he was overly interested in sex at nine.
0: Interesting.
1: At nine years nine old. Nine years old.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's young.
1: His okay. mother said that he would threaten to kill her, so she would lock him up in his room.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> let me just hold on. Oh let, me <laughs> let me take it. Let me take it.
1: So his mother said that he would threaten to kill her, so she would lock him up in his room at night, and she would lock herself in her room. I don't blame she her. She said, he was big enough and tall enough, so I wasn't going to take the chance. Yeah, I don't blame Again, her. Again, throw the fucking you kid away. That.
0: Again, that's when you take the kid to the church, and you said, here you go, God. Like, you can have this one back. Yes. Like...
1: You can t- do what you must. I don't
0: know where he needs to go, but it's not with me.
1: It ain't here. <laughs> so Todd did not have a good relationship with his stepfather and so he wanted to live with his biological father even though he hadn't I seen him in eight years was say,
0: even though he fucking hates you and hasn't seen you and well how?
1: so okay. I also right. couldn't find a reason for him not liking his stepfather right. and I guarantee it's because his stepdad was like you're a fucking, fucking psycho <laughs> bro yes. like I like, don't care like I, I'm not putting up with this shit yeah.
0: <laughs> like, he's like I, I'm, I have a job I work eight hours a day I have do I don't want to come life. home do you lock in a
1: kid in a fucking cage like, that's like, just like, not on just, the agenda
0: It's just not what I need I right now I don't have the time or energy to deal with that shit
1: yeah so in 1983 todd went to live with his dad in wait, tempe arizona shut the fuck yeah up.
0: wait but but can i can i guess did it go horribly yeah oh okay oh right. yeah do he you gets, know where at tempe no dude oh i thought you had like cross the streets. street why would the I streets? <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: was, he was just out in the streets all he day was
0: bumming it on mill with everyone else yeah so
1: 1983 he moves to tempe with his dad all goes well just fucking kidding a few years later, on November 26th, 1986, at the age of 15, he lured his 14-year-old neighbor, Christy, out of her house while she was babysitting her younger, younger siblings. Oh, my God, Maisie. Get it, it together. It.
0: finally got it.
1: Anyways. God. So, they're only a year apart, but... Yeah. Oh, fuck. But, but still, it's like, Todd, don't lure people out of their house. Todd,
0: that ain't cool, though. How do you get... Do you know how you got her out?
1: Um, I can't remember.
0: Was he like, hey, I have this... Bag over here that you should come look
1: at. I think they were like friends, so it yeah. shouldn't have been like that she weird, but willingly or, exactly. Know. Because she like, hey. she was not expecting what comes next. She
0: said, Hey, or he said, Hey, do you wanna see a goldfish that's been bleached?
1: Yeah, he's like, Do you wanna see this gerbil I just killed? <laughs>
0: I just broke its neck. Do you wanna see this animal? <laughs> I had this little boy locked in a cage too.
1: Well, so he like lured her outside, but then once she got outside, he had a gun, so that's how he got her to come with her. So okay. he forces Chrissy to follow him to his house just a few houses down at gunpoint once inside because his dad wasn't home this is like the one night that his dad said he left him home alone like he was like always home with him and this is the one night this is what his dad said so he then bound gagged and raped christy and so i was watching this documentary and christy like she's like in it and she's talking about how he was just like fumbling, didn't know what he was doing, and she was like kind of talking shit to him. She's
0: like, "You fucking suck at this." Well,
1: she was just like, "You're not even doing it right. You're not now. even good." <laughs> yeah, like, but then he like taped her mouth shut, gosh, and it was just like, "Damn it." Yeah, mm-hmm. but um. more Christy though.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's, 14
1: years old. Yeah. She had never had like That's any sort of sexual fantastic. experience, and then yeah. yeah, and I got like at one point he had um, pulled the trigger, but the gun misfired, like it didn't fire. But if so it would have, if it would have, it would have like shot her right in the face. Yeah wow so christy's brother had noticed that she wasn't home and he called the police or he called his parents and they called the police either way That's the police nice showed up bro-
0: my brother at, okay when i was 14 and if i was gone my brother would be the last person to notice oh, he, my gone.
1: brother would never have noticed until like three he probably days wouldn't later notice
0: until literally right now like, yeah oh shit she's been gone a while
1: todd could see that the police showed up outside her house because they're just like a couple houses down yeah. and so he looked at christy and was like now i have to kill you and so she begged him to let her live and promised she wouldn't tell anyone what happened. She told Todd that she would just tell the police like that she was out helping him look for his dog.
0: Yeah.
1: So after convincing um, Todd, he walks her back again at gunpoint to the gate. But like, so the cops can't see him. It was like a back gate or something. Okay. Um, oh, maybe
0: it's in those back alleys because they have back alleys yes. here in Timby, where they take out the trash. Probably. Yes, we had an alley at my house. So, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: so he walks her to the back gate at gunpoint. And he threatens her one more time, saying that he would come back and kill her siblings if she told the police what happened. Christy immediately tells the police (laughs) because she's a bad bitch. Love that. Um, And Todd was charged that same day with kidnapping, sexual assault, and committing a dangerous crime against a child. Todd stated that he knew what he did was wrong, but he thought that the girl was 16, not 14. Are
0: you telling me the police slap him on the wrist? Tell and me let him why go. the
1: fuck that would matter. You still raped no, her no, exactly. at gunpoint. why tell does me it matter police, if she was?
0: Ugh. I feel like the police were like, "Oh, okay." That's, he yeah. does this
1: later on too. He says shit that people are just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So that makes it. That. yeah in 1987 he pled guilty to the kidnapping charge but for some reason the other charges were dropped okay. todd's mother wrote to the police saying that he was not a bad boy what her son did was wrong but he walked her home afterwards and she asked does that sound like a dangerous criminal stop. Ex- stop. yes because he threatened to fucking no, kill that's comical. her siblings <laughs> like, that's comical. like i feel i mean i don't know if she knows that part but yeah, it's like but you uh, got at a certain point you got to stop defending the kid yeah you know
0: like, no like, he is
1: a dangerous fucking criminal in this case, he, it was actually like, he got 15 years, which is actually right. like, not in terms of like yeah. a rape case, I, that's, that's just the best I've heard. Yeah. Like, Same
0: in terms of like a juvenile committing a crime. Yeah, think about it. Is Ed Ed Kemper killed his grandparents and got off? Like exactly. He killed two people. When yeah, he was Arizona
1: 14. wasn't fucking around. Yeah. So he was sentenced to fifteen years to an adult prison, and he okay. um and he had to register as a sex offender. Okay. So he served his full sentence and got out in August. He served
0: the full sentence mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Damn. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, this is like okay. the case where the
1: justice system, you know, they did they their best. They did their
0: best. They did like, what they could do they within did, their laws. They exactly. did what they could, and damn. Okay, close yeah. to them.
1: He was released and then he moved back to South Carolina to live with his mother. This poor woman just can't escape yeah. the man. she's so. Like, but
0: but he, you'll walk me home, right? So. Um.
1: In 2002, Todd began dating Holly Udi. Okay. Um. And he would go on to date her for 10 years. She denies later ever having any knowledge of any of the crimes that he would later commit. But Todd said that he told her about some of the murders. Yeah. So. Hint, hint, he murders people coming up here. Oh, okay. All right, so now he's back in South Carolina living with his mom. Meanwhile, in 2003, in the small town of Chesney, South Carolina, a gruesome murder was about to take place at a motorbike shop called the Superbike Store. So the Superbike Store was owned by Scott Ponder, who was 30 years old. He was a passionate motorcycle enthusiast and opened the store when he was just 20. The store was an instant success, and Scott was... Scott was constantly surrounded by his, like, loving friends and family. And he was happily married to his wife, Melissa, who he had actually met at a motorcycle show Aww, which i think is just so cute. So like cute. he owned a bike shop like he was just obsessed with bikes and oh made it his God. living.
0: And then he found a wife who also Who was, was also yeah, it bikes. was just really cute. And then he was so successful too. Yeah. Oh, i feel like you're you're piping me up to just let me down.
1: Yeah. Um Chris Sherbert also known as Shubi. He was only 26 years old and he worked at the shop as a mechanic. He was raised by his aunt and described as a really good kid who loved motorcycles from a young age. She said racing was in his blood and he always lived his life to the fullest. Brian Lucas was 29 years old and worked as the store manager. He was also best friends with Scott first. So it was like, this motorcycle shop was like a very like tight-knit group yeah. like very family oriented like it was just like a hometown vibe yeah. like a
0: local yeah chesney owned. i think it's
1: a pretty small yeah, town a, so a
0: locally owned is like my favorite like yeah. you always get like the mom-pa feeling well his mom
1: works there too so okay, okay so brian lucas he was 29 years old worked as the store manager he was married with two children his mother said that he loved my motorcycles and racing since he was a young boy she said he died doing what he loved oh. His wife described him as an amazing man who would give you the shirt off his back if you needed it. You're just
0: going like to break my heart before Monday. And then
1: this last one, Beverly Guy was Scott's mother. She was 52 and worked as the store bookkeeper so basically they hired her as the bookkeeper because she just kept like hanging out you know she would come in any every day anyway so scott was like let me just hire you yeah Yeah. like
0: here like you can hang out here and make some cash exactly and like exercise your good skills and you're gonna you're gonna
1: die right now so she was described obviously as a wonderful mother her husband said that scott was her entire life he went on to say that god made sure she was there that day because he knew that she couldn't have went on in life without scott scott and his wife melissa had been trying to get pregnant for years and on november 4th they no. went to their first no. uh, doctor's appointment where they got to hear their baby's heartbeat for the first time stop it just two days later scott was dead oh so november God. 6 2003 noel who was a regular at the shop he called the shop to talk to beverly and he was coming by to like drop off some event tickets whatever so we called and spoke with beverly yeah. just 30 minutes later he came across a pretty horrible scene so he sees brian's lifeless body in a pool of blood in the entrance of the store his body was like halfway in halfway out just like propping the door open yeah as he continued he's like running towards him and then he like looks to his left and sees scott's lifeless body underneath a car um noel runs inside the store and he calls police from the landline telling the operator that there are four people dead inside the store when police arrive on scene, they find all the employees have been shot to death. Chris was in the back, slumped over a bike. Beverly was inside the shop, and Brian and Scott were out front. This
0: was like an ambush.
1: So police assume that the killer shot Chris first, and then went inside, killed Scott's mother, and then shot and killed Scott and Brian as they were trying to flee the store, which is why they were, like, outside.
0: That's horrific. Horrible,
1: yeah. And so they were all shot multiple times, and they each had one more shot to the head.
0: Shut the fuck up. yeah. so it was so like, he shot them and then executed. went around style. and did it. yeah, oh my God. that's
1: so the police first looked at Noel because he had called the store just thirty minutes before yeah. he was the first one to arrive on scene and because he had used the landline to call nine one one instead of his cell phone. But I mean, it all they easily ruled him out yeah. as a suspect, like once they looked a little bit further. So, um, a witness then came forward stating that he was at the Superbike store just shortly before the murders took place. He saw a man coming in and asking about a black bike that was in the showroom. He overheard some of the conversation that the, and that the man sounded like he knew nothing about bikes. Mm. This black bike was actually not found in the showroom when the police were there. That was the bike that Brian's body was slumped over. So this leads them to believe like, okay, whoever Brian was showing this bike out back is the person who yeah. did all of this. Right. Unfortunately, the description that this guy was—it <laughs> was just like every white dude oh, to ever exist.
0: He had a nose, some eyes. He was
1: white, <laughs> he twenty-five eyelashes. to forty, twenty-five to forty years old, six feet tall, one hundred and seventy-five to two hundred pounds, has brown hair. So the sketch was clearly like, not helpful.
0: I would say like seventy-five percent of the popu- Literally population. Literally every fucking white Carolina, man yeah. ever, like. <laughs>
1: The sketch, I'm going to post a picture of the sketch. It's just like, it's just not even good either. Like they couldn't have found a better fucking artist. Like (laughs)
0: Hey, you know, small town, they got to support local, you know?
1: Obviously that sketch was not helpful.
0: A for effort though. A for effort,
1: yeah. (laughs) The police started looking into other suspects who may have wanted, you know, one of the more of the victims dead. Yeah. And they claimed that they had a strange feeling about Scott's wife, Melissa. They got some tip that Scott was sterile. Even though his wife, Melissa, if you remember at the time, was was pregnant. pregnant. And she had just, at this point, she had just recently had the baby. Okay. So they're like, who's the father of this baby then? Yeah. Like, because they believe whatever. Um, So police ask Melissa to come in and, like, answer some questions. And while she's there, she changes her baby's diaper and throws it away. Okay. So they go ahead and take that baby's diaper and test it against Scott's DNA. It wasn't a match. It did, however, match Scott's best friend and fellow employee, Brian Lucas's DNA.
0: Oh, fuck.
1: Oh, fuck is right. Mm. Melissa was adamant that this was a mistake, though. It's she not. was like She was like, no, that's, this like, is not true. Yeah, no. And so she begged them to do it again. But the test did not change.
0: I didn't think it would for yeah, some reason. It didn't. Normally, DNA, DNA tests in a real lab are pretty accurate.
1: Mm-hmm. Again, these these tests confirmed that St- Scott was not the father and it was 100%, without a doubt, Brian. But with no other leads, Yikes. police completely focused their investigation on Melissa and this caused her to lawyer up and completely stop cooperating, yeah. obviously. Um, this made her look very guilty to the outside world, to Scott's family and, of course, Brian's family. Yeah, Melissa was not cracking, though. She insisted that they had it wrong. So police finally decided to double-check tra- double the crime lab's DNA work after 18 months, they finally were like, okay, she's not, she's not like budging with this. So we're going to go ahead and check the work. They tested Scott's DNA against his mother's DNA since they were both like, you know, yeah. there's no doubt about them being related <laughs> and it wasn't a match. So then they, um, <laughs> exactly. So then they oh, tested weird. Brian's DNA or what was labeled as Brian's DNA was Scott's mother's DNA and it was a match. So they had mislabeled Brian and Scott's DNA. Oh. So this my whole God. fucking time they had it mislabeled. They collected it wrong at the, the oh.
0: fucking it's always the admin <laughs> working. So down. for
1: 18 months they had Scott and Brian's DNA mixed up and scott was 100 percent the father of melissa's baby and now they wasted 18 months of their time
0: i just hated melissa for a minute i know everyone did <laughs> this poor
1: but she's like grieving and now oh, she's being accused okay,
0: I just, and it, but it doesn't really make sense yeah. like why
1: would she want both of them dead
0: right ex- like yeah. if one like if one of them is the father yeah, yeah you why would she want alive. both of them dead like okay, it's just yeah
1: but it's like because the sketch didn't work out and they had no other fucking leads right. they were just zeroed in on this poor woman yeah Poor Melissa, I'm sorry. Yeah, poor Melissa. It's horrible. That's terrible. All right. So, after 18 months, again, the case like goes cold. They're like, yeah. "What the fuck do we do now?" But from the beginning of this investigation, they had a list of customers that had come into the shop over the last 10 months. Okay. And while they were investigating a- Melissa, they were kind of like methodically going down this list, calling people and like if they couldn't answer them, like leaving messages yeah. and if they would have paid more attention, they would have noticed Who was not calling them back? (laughs) Todd's name was on that list. In fact, it was highlighted because he was a felon. But for some reason, he just still slipped through the cracks because they were just like, you know, whatever. The case goes cold and would remain the area's biggest unsolved case for 13 years. Damn. Until Todd's confession later.
0: Damn. And that's like, like I said, that's like not even... 13 years. uh, Like a homicide. That's a quadruple homicide. Well, and at the time,
1: it's like they think it's just a spree killer. You know, like what do you think from that because i don't know
0: but i would be fucking scared as shit if i lived in that exactly
1: and it's just horrible for the family like it's just so fucked so meanwhile in may 2006 todd got his real estate license by lying about his previous conviction at this time south carolina did not require a full background check on realtors it was kind of like the honor system like you disclose what you have and we're going to you yeah, know, that, take your word for it the honor exists this so let me exist. let me read here to, to, you. It to you exactly i'm gonna read to you like a little snippet of the letter that he sent and this is um about his um conviction and why he went to prison um on november 24th 1986 i entered into a verbal argument with my girlfriend who was also 15 at the time over the fact that she was seeing someone else This resulted in us going to my house three addresses down from hers in order to not have our business shouted in the middle of the road. After a long discussion coming from two teenagers, the final result was that the relationship had ended, but we would remain friends. After our heated conversation, my dog managed to get out of the fence, and so the two of us ran around the neighborhood for 20 minutes before she caught him and returned my dog to the yard. At this time, law enforcement arrived due to a call from her parents over the difficulty that they had been trying to reach her, and they couldn't reach So at this time, after admitting that we had a heated argument, they found that I had possessed a firearm, for which I had never shot, and that I carried around at night because the Phoenix area of Arizona has a very high crime rate. Basically, he was just saying I had a gun because Phoenix is scary. <laughs> but i never used it whatever
0: so now they're
1: saying (laughs) using it or not the possession of a firearm by a minor is a felony and with the argument that that my girlfriend and i openly were fighting i was charged with felony kidnapping due to the fact that i had a firearm so he's saying he was charged to 15 years
0: because he had a firearm from a
1: misunderstanding basically yeah with the firearm he and they just believed him no one went to, like, check up on this story. Nothing.
0: What a lovely story.
1: Amazing. 2015, this law changed, so now they do require that realtors have oh, to have really? a full background check. <laughs> I wouldn't why. Uh, so in 2006, nonetheless, like- nevertheless, he gets his license.
0: <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Which I'm is so scary because so you're alone with your realtor. That this man can sell me a house. Super happy that he can give me a loan this in is a fucking no house. no offense to any realtors, but this is why I refuse I trust to y'all. go look at houses alone.
1: Well, yeah, no, you don't do that. He started his own real estate company, TKA Real Estate, and he had quite a number of employees working under him.
0: That is scary as fuck. Yes, like, but- He's allowed to own his own company. have multiple, like, oh. oh yeah,
1: okay, none of this okay. should have ever happened. No. And this is just like- You'll see this repeated over and over in this case. He just somehow keeps getting away with shit. Overall, (laughs) there were pretty mixed reviews on good old Todd. Some people loved him. Some people fucking hated him. So the (laughs) men loved him. The women hated him. (laughs) (laughs) To the public, he was a successful businessman. And most of his employees described him as a hardworking, overall pretty good boss. Um, right. But they did say he would make some very weird jokes. Oh,
0: you don't say. <laughs> yeah.
1: A previous business partner described him as very strange, and he said that Todd would make a lot of comments about knowing where people lived.
0: I don't love that. You shouldn't... I'm not a fan. <laughs> I don't ever understand why people feel the need to say these things at work like it's not fucking weird.
1: And he also, listened to this, saw no issue with watching porn at work. Stop. <laughs>
0: like what oh
1: he's a good boss but sometimes he's like watching like some crazy porn wait but
0: i'm not about the tangent again i'll make this really quick one time this guy that i worked with he was a he was like a director he told me that on this call that we had with one of our partner companies the ceo of the other company was having sex on the call and i was like well he he
1: just didn't know how to mute his he didn't know how
0: to mute his microphone and everyone was like they heard it they heard him no one said anything no one said anything I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Sorry, go on. I just had to throw that out there. Another reason of why my company sucks, but go on.
1: (laughs) A home buyer named Jennifer. She worked with Todd and described working with him as actual torture. She said that he talked about owning guns and killing people so often that she reported it to the police, but she was told by them that she, they could do nothing until they, she actually witnessed the weapons or saw him committing a crime.
0: <laughs> until hey, if you, if he's shooting, someone.
1: if you see him shooting someone or if he shoots you, then give us a call
0: well, then please don't contact us again, like,
1: please stop calling us. <laughs> so Jennifer then reported it to local authorities and the sex offenders office, like in his local area and warned them, this man is nuts. He's got tons of weapons and he is up to no good. No one fucking listened. No one gave a shit. All right. <laughs> she tried again. Slip through tried. the cra- I wouldn't even call that slipping through the cracks as them just be like, eh, I want to really deal bad. with Todd. She's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so later on, when Todd is eventually caught, they find an insane amount of weapons on his property, including guns, snipers, shotguns, semi-automatic rifles, just all that shit.
0: Please tell me they were buried in his backyard.
1: No, they were just oh. on his property. So if anyone would have just been like, okay, let me check this out. They would have found the fucking oh, gun. Right, he's thought
0: that smart. It's just so okay. stupid.
1: In 2014, Todd purchased good old 95 acre property in Woodruff, South Carolina. He puts up a gate around the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> he spares no expense. And that's they- not suspicious. And- Todd, man. Fucking Todd. So in 2015, Todd became a nightmare regular at his local Waffle House. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so Todd. It's so Brand Todd. It's so fucking Todd. Like leave the poor Waffle House workers <laughs> what alone. No,
1: he of course treated the female servers like absolute shit. You don't say. He would try and take them home at this poor Waffle House. He would make the unwanted advances and just be like a constant creep. His behavior got so disturbing that they would no longer serve him, and the male cook had to come out and take his orders. And, like, at that point ban him from the store like, like you're no
0: you no can come in waffle house he's anymore. probably spending
1: a max 20 at like. most
0: that is so on brand for todd that it's it's not even fucking it's funny fucking and honestly like stop fucking with the waffle house employees those are the great servers of our they're nation. the backbones
1: of our community of and our nation you
0: do not treat them like that
1: dude i gotta show you this tiktok i saw this waffle house girls they're so, I,
0: so is fucking the funny one <laughs>
1: That girl was so, like, likable. I want to be her best friend. I'm
0: like, I love you. She's actually
1: so adorable. So, unfortunately, at this Waffle House is where Todd would eventually meet his next victim, Megan Coxie. By eventually, I mean, like, right now. In December 2015, a married couple, Megan and Johnny Coxie, seemingly vanished after being released from jail. At the time of the disappearance, Megan was 25 and Johnny was 28. Megan's mother described her as happy, creative, and very artistic. She loved drawing, Johnny's mother said that he was the type to always be joking and poking her and invading her space and how she wished that he could just be back invading her space again. And it just, like, the way she was talking reminded me of, like, how we talk about our brothers. Yeah. They're so fucking and annoying, annoying. But if they were gone, like, I'd I be would... like, I wish he was here to annoy me. It just, it was really sad to, like, hear her. Yeah. She's like, I just wish that he was, like, here to bother me again. Megan and Johnny met six years prior and they had been inse- inseparable ever since. They got married and had their son, JJ, in September 2015, just shortly before they went missing. Oh my God. Because they went missing in December. Megan and Johnny were described as drifters at the time of their disappearance, which was like no further from the, which was really far from the truth. Um, Megan's mother said they were actually taking care of Megan's sick grandmother, like, uh, like at their house. Yeah. And they described them as drifters. They were actually staying at her grandmother's house and taking care of her up until she passed away so the reason why they thought this is because they would go out and panhandle but like so they had dreams of being um tattoo shop owners together and so they would practice tattooing on each other which i thought was super cute but they were just constantly looking for new ways to make money so sometimes they would go out and like panhandle Panhandle because they were just like you know let me just try this." this is actually how megan had met todd so she was panhandling outside the waffle house area and so in december 2015 he approached her apparently he wanted to help her oh yeah apparently he really wanted to help her
0: oh wait todd yes todd i thought
1: thought you were joking like
0: that's how she met no this is how she met todd i'm like why are you saying ah? okay i was like i thought that's how she met her boyfriend no no no. no. two hustlers i was like look at them they're hustling and getting it no they met when they're younger
1: so she met todd when she was panhandling out um by the street and todd had offered her a job and so she had mentioned that her husband also needed work and so he was like okay you guys can both come to my property and do some maintenance do some cleaning for me he had in- introduced himself to them as chris though so he said his name was chris and he was a local realtor and this small detail kept him off police's radar again megan and johnny got arrested just two days before they were is it supposed that
0: easy to throw police off
1: well when I they don't give a shit like yes
0: alexis and they're like, oh shit, we can't find her. It,
1: you could just be like, my name's Megan, but I spell it without the H. They'd and be then, like, oh
0: my God, who bullshit, is it Well, shit, we ain't never gonna find her. What the fuck is it? Yeah,
1: crazy. But so Megan and Johnny got arrested just two days before they were supposed to do the work for Todd. And Megan had begged her mother to bail her out so that she could lease and go, go to work. Like, she's like, yeah. I don't wanna miss this opportunity. Yeah. And in this documentary, she's, it's so sad. She's like, I wish I wouldn't have bailed her out of jail. Oh, like, no. I would give anything to just, like, ma- yeah they get released from jail and shortly after that they just vanish the families of megan and johnny believe that their missing persons case was not taken as seriously as others an officer straight up told johnny's mother he's 28 years old he can go missing if he wants to another officer told megan's mother we don't believe she is missing we believe she is running from her troubles like, okay. So, um, you know how they found Kayla? They found her by, like, paying her cell phone location and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, they didn't even try and do that for Megan and oh, Johnny.
0: because that's not a reasonable way to find In fact, Johnny. they
1: didn't even, like, get a warrant for their cell phone records until after Todd was arrested. Yeah, why would you? And in this documentary the journalist is asking the sheriff chuck wright why they didn't
0: i love this i love when journal- yeah, journalists yeah she's like fucking put them on the spot and make them
1: because she answer. you know she spoke to the parents and was like they were asking yeah. him to like uh,
0: like do the why result- didn't you do your job
1: yeah so this is what he said He claimed that Megan and Johnny were panhandling and drifters around their time of disappearance. So they had no knowledge that they even had cell phones, which is just not fucking true because Megan's mother begged police to trace their cell phones, but they refused. There's also a legit police report that says that Detective Walsh, uh, he states, I attempted to contact Megan on her listed cell phone number, but the phone was off and her mailbox was full.
0: So I just gave up.
1: Yeah, but they just, ref- they didn't believe that she was missing, so they refused to try and, like, investigate it further from their cell phone records. Cool. Fast forward to 2016, we're back in Todd's, um, on his property, police have just found Kayla chained up in the shipping container, and they're uncovering, you know, Todd Colhup and all the shit that he has been doing all these years. Yeah. The team who was at Todd's house with Todd quickly arrested him, and oh, they finally? got- yeah, well, they arrested him when they found Kayla.
0: No, I was just saying, they finally arrested him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You mean- oh so, so they they had to see cold hard evidence of a girl yeah. chained up in a fucking like, storage you know what? container to arrest think, this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah.
1: So they told him, we have Kayla. They wanted to see his reaction, and apparently he didn't really have one, yeah. but he immediately got a lawyer. Of course. When asked where her boyfriend Charlie is, Kayla tells investigators that Todd had shot Charlie three times in the chest wrapped him up in blue tarp and buried him somewhere on the property along with several other bodies. Apparently he had done that like right when they arrived on the property. Todd had set up the cleaning job as a trap to kill Charlie and abduct Kayla. Which is like essentially kind of what he did with the other couple. Yeah. I think he, I I
0: think like, you know how some serial killers like don't are like, Oh, I'm going to go specifically when I can get her alone and not deal with the husband.
1: No, they just, I think he loves, especially in front. You'll see later. Like, it seems like he likes to instill the fear that like, I will murder you if you don't do what I say by killing their loved one right in front of them before he takes them captive. So that way they know he's serious. Yes, exactly. She begins to tell investigators, Kayla does, um, what has happened to her over the last few months. For the first two weeks, her ankles were cuffed, her hands were cuffed behind her back and her neck was chained and she couldn't move and she was just in the shipping container. Oh my God. Throughout the next two months, he would move her from the shipping container to that garage where the bed was, Mm -hmm. chain her up in there and rape her. He would do this twice a day, every single day basically she was like his sex life. Yeah. besides the two times a, two times a day where he was raping her kayla would spend the rest of the time chained up in the shipping container he later says that he gives her notebooks and pens to write shit down and they like go through it and he claims that it proves that she was a willing participant in this but oh really it's like God. she the thing she was writing she knew that he was gonna read so she was just doing what she had to right. do you know
0: you have to think logically and she tactically, was smart. tactically in these yes, situations. Yes, because and, she and watched a, him yeah.
1: kill her, her husband or yes, boyfriend, boyfriend right in front of her. So she's like, if I don't like play along, he's going to kill me? So in reality, as we both know, because we're not mental... Kayla was just doing what she had to do yeah, to survive. Like what, and she was you very very like smart and resourceful to have done also,
0: this. Also like your uh what is it your instincts kick in like your um, uh, what's it called survival yeah, instincts yeah. yeah.
1: Actually when they just when they found Kayla they had also found a freshly dug grave next to Charlie's body. That's kind of telling you that he was ready to he kill Kayla. Going, yeah. He was over it. He didn't yeah. care.
0: He says like oh we're going to be in love and you're going to be like no, No. The moment
1: that no. that she did something wrong he was ready to kill he her. He was ready
0: to kill her and grab another yeah like scoop another person easily off the street and do the same thing
1: there were a few sources that mentioned that kayla may have been cheating on charlie with todd a few months prior to this there were facebook messages between the two hinting that her and todd had had sex on august 22nd just nine days before the couple went missing but that's all i kind of want to say about that because even if that did happen that's not it does not mean that he's allowed well, to kill charlie and, and abduct her and keep her as a sex slave well, you, like she's a fucking on, victim not, yeah
0: that's not No, it's like, like it's worth mentioning, but it's not worth thinking about. Like Like, I didn't feel like they did have consensual sex. That doesn't matter now.
1: Investigators asked Kayla if Todd had ever mentioned killing other people. And Kayla answered with this. He told me a few years back that he walked into a bike shop and shot and killed four people. And they never found out who did it. He liked to brag that he was a serial killer, a mass murderer. And he said he was going to kill more people because he had dreams of a body count in the high three digits. He said right now it's only in the high two digits. He claims that he has murdered way more people that we, than we know about. Once in custody, um, Todd was asked about Megan and Johnny Coxie. Todd says that he hired them to come do work for them. He claims that once the couple was up at his property, that Johnny had pulled a knife out and attempted to rob him. Mm, I'm sure so, he did. Yeah, so he's like, like so I like- just had to shoot him. He shot him twice I'm in the chest.
0: I blacked out.
1: He said he um, shot him twice in the chest and then he fell forward and he's like, I just shot him one more time in the spine. He locked Kayla in the shipping container and told her, well, he told investigators, he's like, I just had to figure out what to do with her.
0: No, you wouldn't just call the police and be like, hey, this man tried to kill me. and her- Of course not. Okay.
1: So he locked her in the shipping container and told her he would pay her $4,000 and drive her to Tennessee if she never spoke of this again. This, of course, didn't happen. Instead, he holds Megan captive for a week before he decides to kill her. Um in the documentary he said that he came like back to the property and she had like lit a fire or something inside the shipping container. Not really sure exactly, but all in all he was like I was just over it. So then he just shot her in the I back was of the just head. Over it. I was just so I was he just done. unchained her, shot her in the back of the head and buried her next to Johnny. So Johnny and Megan are identified actually by their tattoos on their body. Okay. I'm like, dude, actually, it would be
0: super easy to identify. I've me. thought about like getting a tattoo just for being like identifying purposes. It's like I'm not kidding. <laughs> What does this tattoo mean? Oh, it means that if I ever go
1: missing and get chopped up into little pieces, like a that QR people code. will know it's me. <laughs> it to it's to our... your Instagram,
0: <laughs> and it says follow me. Just follow <laughs> me on Instagram at.
1: Oh my god!
0: hey they know it's me. Can you
1: please do it?
0: I actually might. Like maybe I'll put it on my butt cheek. It's so... <laughs>
1: So after being told by Kayla that Todd mentioned murdering four people at a bike shop, investigators obviously were like, okay, this is the super bike store yeah, murders. The they asked Todd and he confesses. When asked why he did it, Todd explained that he had bought a motorcycle from them. And a couple weeks later, he went back and he said he wanted to return the bike because he was having trouble riding it. That's not how that works. He said that, you know, <laughs> he said that they were rude and that they made fun of him.
0: So I had to kill him.
1: Exactly. Two days later, the, his bike was stolen. Todd went back to the store and Brian, the manager, supposedly made comments that had implied that they were the ones who stole his bike. Todd convinced himself that they had stolen his bike. Okay. And made fun of him. Makes sense. So Todd's like, okay, they're done. They
0: called me fit. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like, he's just a fucking, his they little, his fat. little That's ego got, got like they so fragile. Him. Todd came back to the store once again, under the ruse that he was going to purchase another bike. He said he had made sure to come back when no one else was at the store because he didn't want to kill anyone else, just just oh, them. My God. I'm like, oh, you're such a good guy. Here he picked you. out a new bike and Chris took it to the back to get it ready. Todd followed him, Chris out and shot him first. He shot him twice, but first, <laughs> I said that really weird. Um, he then walked inside and shot Beverly two or three times, which is horrible. But poor
0: Beverly. Like I know. What?
1: He he said he like I didn't want to murder her, but I, I had to. Want to. But I had to be a yeah. witness. He said he then shot Brian and Scott as they were trying to run out of the store. But Todd doesn't just confess. He brags about it. At one point in the interrogation, Todd says, my golf game is weak, but my kill game is strong. He then says, I cleared the building in under 30 seconds. You guys would have been proud. He said that to the police. No, he didn't. I Again, the delusions of this man. I think
0: that's like, you know how many true crime cases we both listen to. I've never heard anyone say anything like that, at like, least not reported. That's ridiculous.
1: I don't know how they didn't just like delirious. spit in his face. Same. Um, at this point, I'm sure you're wondering. You probably actually completely forgot about the Amazon reviews part.
0: No, I did. I, was, I kept th- sitting you're here. You like, waiting like for where it, huh? does this come in? I want to know.
1: All right. So let me tell you why he was called the Amazon review killer by some people. He was just a big Amazon guy, right? So between 2014 and 2016, he left over 140 Amazon reviews for items such as guns, knives, and tactical gear. He left a lot of reviews on items that he actually used in his crimes. And these reviews are super cringy and weird. On a folding shovel that he had used to like bury some of his victims, he left this review. Keep it in the car for when you have to hide the bodies and you left your full-size shovel at home okay he left this review on a knife haven't stabbed anyone yet but i am keeping the dream alive and when i do it will be with a quality tool like this
0: this is my most hated killer like i hate him more than i hate btk He is such a little fucking bitch. He
1: is a little bitch. He's a
0: bitch and he like, oh, go
1: on. We also left this review on some padlocks. Solid locks have several on a shipping container. Won't stop them, but surely will slow them down. And if you remember, he had Kayla locked up in the fucking shipping container with said padlocks. So creepy. And just like bold, honestly.
0: We joke, but I would never like write a review about like, I just got like a glass table off Amazon. I wouldn't be like... Really nice for coffee table and, like, holding books and shit, but hard to, like, break over someone's head.
1: Yeah. Would not suggest for a murder weapon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, don't joke about that. Like, that's something that, like, you did. Like. Exactly. uh,
1: Todd accepted a plea deal that took the death penalty off the table, but it spared the family from having to go through, like, a long trial. On May 26th, 2017, Todd was sentenced to seven life sentences without the possibility of parole and another 60 years for the kidnapping and sexual abuse charges. Aside from the seven murders he's convicted of, Todd claims that he is responsible for far more. He told investigators that he was part of a hunt club and that this club tracked and killed drug dealers for sport in Juarez, Mexico. He said he did that a lot.
0: I actually kind of believe that.
1: No, I totally believe it. And so the FBI still actually has an open investigation yeah. into Todd about, about his po- the possible crimes right. in Mexico. He also in the documentary he speaks of a couple different like crimes that he supposedly did mm-hmm. in the US but they're not official. Yeah. In an interview with one of the sheriffs of Spartanburg County, he was asked if he thinks that Todd, you know, committed any more murders and he said, "I don't know. I don't have any evidence or else we would be taking care of it today, but it is very possible that, that there's more victims." Oh, I
0: think he did. I you did don't too. you don't just lock a girl in a storage container. You don't oh. have a bed which is like so, that's, that's no. that would
1: mean like that he was not active between what two thousand three and two
0: thousand fifteen. I think if anything, yeah. maybe he didn't kill anyone in the United States other than that. But I think he definitely learned a lot of his tactics well, and whatnot from killing in Mexico.
1: In the documentary he talks about these two people at his apartment complex that he supposedly murdered. It was before even the superbike murders, supposedly, yeah. but there's no evidence. There's no missing people. I don't know. Amen. I would fully believe, especially because guns were his thing. I would fully believe that he would be a part of a club that just goes out and like hunts and shoots people.
0: This one that, that was really good. You did a really did good job. You like it? Yes. Was it I, coherent? Yes. And I need to step my shit. Out. Oh, I might out. be
1: like a professional speaker at the end of this. <laughs> if you find me on
0: a <laughs> TED talk.
1: I'm gonna be an inspirational speaker. speaker.
0: <laughs> 2022 hashtag New Year All New What want is to
1: be able to like speak better.
0: Like I want to speak to the du- words you better. You really good. And I honestly think this is helping. Like I Even just from like our first podcast, like we're, I think we're doing much I think
1: better. We're better. What do you guys think? Let us know. My mom DM'd us, and I'm like, Mom, what are you talking about? And she's like, did you not listen to your case? I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> she was like, I guess we were asking like what we should say to guys to heckle them in the last episode. And so she just sent this heckling for guys. Hey, dude, how's it hanging? looking good in those jeans. I can see you were happy to see me. <laughs> and so that's all she said. I was like, mom, what? That's all she wrote. And she said, go listen to your podcast. That's all she
0: wrote. <laughs> like, mom, A
1: solid, advice mom
0: love it when i didn't I ever tell you when i was younger like i used to watch you haven't watched the first 48 but i've been watching that shit since i was in high school so i would watched <laughs> the first 48 on my laptop when i would go to bed at night and i like i'd fall asleep watching it because i'm a fucking psychopath and i fall asleep to murder no we both do i know and my mom actually like,
1: i fall asleep to bob's burgers
0: my, my mom walked in every night and she was like i i talked to her now she was like i fully thought like you were not gonna turn out okay fucked
1: did i ever tell you about when i was little I made these things called grim notes.
0: Yes! Yes! You guys,
1: okay, so when I was in like... I think it was elementary school. I would write notes to my friends called Grim Notes, meaning it was like from the Grim Reaper, and I would tell them how they were gonna die. Now you tell me how the fuck I am not like a super weirdo right now. I asked my mom if she remembered it. She's like, no. I'm like, how did I not get in how trouble was that for not that? Like an
0: impressionable moment. I'm like,
1: how was your day? Oh, I just told like seven of my friends how, how they, they were gonna die. die. How was your day? Was to be I honest, like she had and- yeah, she had my little sister yeah. at the time, and she was like actually fully possessed by a demon Demonic. like no we're pretty sure i i am still waiting on my mom to like g- give me the story of her exorcism because i know oh, i know <laughs> she took myra to a priest and like drowned her in some holy water or something now she's normal now she's a normal ass bitch but i know that that happened
0: i'm gonna end this so follow us uh at jane on instagram jane does podcast on tiktok Yeah, we're funny. I promise. Yeah, we are really funny. Send
1: us a Gmail at Jane Doe's podcast.
0: I believe so. Please send us hate mail. Like, if anything, I just really want a Gmail. The
1: meaner, the better.